Hello, my name is Andrew. And my name is Ava. And you're listening to The Bad Television Show, where we watch what is, by our standards, a bad television show. Except for tonight. We'd like to introduce a new segment. <laughs> Why did you get all official all of a sudden? <laughs> because we're officially introducing this new segment. Okay. Um, now, now you're less uh, dog announcer. <laughs> dog television show announcer. It's called... Is it bad? Is it bad? This is when we will watch a show suggested by our dear listeners to determine, ellipses, if it's bad. Uh-huh. I get it. I get where the title comes from. <laughs> this week's show is Jane the Virgin, suggested by Megan, a.k.a. Prof. D. But first, we'd like to make a mention you can donate at badtv.show. Just click on the PayPal donate button on the badtv.show homepage, and you can even request something special, like a shout out, ellipses. Oh my! <laughs> can we do it again? <laughs> oh, hey. uh, right. So not only watch like one epi- like one episode, but we watch I think in this series, if you propose to um watch a particular episode that you think we should watch and determine is it bad, I think it it doesn't make sense to watch one episode because it could be a shitty episode. I think it makes more sense to watch um a half a season, a few episodes to kind of get where it might be going. We like to judge things in context. Therefore, yeah. we feel it's important to at least, you know, watch a cluster of episodes, maybe a whole season even, before we make any judgment calls. Yeah. Uh, I'll give a synopsis of Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin is a show about a young Latina. Our story begins 13 and a half years ago when Jane Gloriana Villanueva was a mere 10 years old. And at an early age, she realizes that she's going to hold off on having sex uh, until she um, gets married. Then we see her when she's in college age, 19, 20, that type of thing. We should. I know. And she has a boyfriend who she's considering marrying. Um, and but she still hasn't had sex, and so all these things are happening in her life. She's back to school, and she's working at a hotel. I mean, I haven't gotten my teacher's degree yet. We just merged our calendars. You've been dating for two years and you haven't boned. He might move up your timeline. Everybody decent? The doctor she goes to, her OBGYN, gets confused because she's flustered about her spouse. Oh, there you are, Dr. Elver. You're running a little behind. Remember, you're covering for Dr. Peters. You have an insemination in seven, then a pap in eight. And accidentally inseminates Jane. So Jane the virgin is no longer... Well, she, I guess she feels technically a virgin. Pink means pregnant. But I've never had sex. Immaculata. But, um, of course, for a while, nobody believes her that... She is a virgin. Abuela, 
It is not what you think. Yo creo que tú me has estado mintiendo por mucho tiempo. No, I didn't. I, I got accidentally. Oh, I don't even know how to say this in Spanish. Tuviste relaciones sexuales. No, no, I didn't. The doctor made a mistake. I went to the appointment and she accidentally put a sample of a man into me. So then she has to decide whether or not she continues with the pregnancy, and then she learns where the sperm came from. Jane's life was now the stuff of telenovelas. So I don't know, do you know much about Jane the Virgin? So it started out on CW. Mm -hmm. Well, if we would want to talk about where it really started out, um, it actually was loosely adapted from a Venezuelan tel telenovela called mm, of course. Juana la Virgen, created yeah. by Perla Farias. Okay. So... Which is interesting because when we were watching it, I had the feeling like this is the same story as Ugly Betty, which mm -hmm. of course is a telenovela that started in Venezuela as well. Right. And got adapted to U.S. audience. Mm -hmm. as, and, but even the story itself is not that... Uh, it's not that uh, far off from Ugly Betty. You have a young Latina who's trying to make a name for herself and trying to do um, good things in life and kind of gets mixed up in things and all these, uh, you know, you just trade really names and characters. And her family is the one that kind of, um, she gels around and gives her directions on the, decisions to make in her life um so i was kind of bummed about that it's a little derivative in that in that way but a lot of telenovelas as i understand um they're they're kind of the same way well i think the big difference between um say ugly betty and jane the virgin is that ugly betty um mm. used some of those telenovela tropes without being so self-reflective about it. Mm. Whereas I feel like Jane the Virgin um, isn't just using those tropes, it's parroting those tropes. Yeah, because they actually, it's a little meta because it's, it's meta. a telenovela that has a telenovela in it. Right. And um, what I liked about the US version of Ugly Betty, I don't want to get too off a tangent, but also, and I don't think this is probably the case for the Venezuela version, but Ugly Betty was a Latina, uh, an obvious Latina, and they called attention to it like in the first episode uh, where she's wearing a Guadalajara shawl to impress everybody. But she's a Latina in New York trying to, to navigate um, really what's a, a, you know, a stalwart white institution of fashion, basically. Mm -hmm. Sort of. More or less, I think that's the case because you did have Vanessa Williams' character. But they never called attention to the fact that Vanessa Williams was a black woman. Mm -hmm. uh, her character was a black woman in, you know, uh, in the fashion world. But they always called attention to her being um, a Latina and, or a Mexican American in the fashion world. Um, but they but used with, they used her Latinidad in that series. At times, was kind of conflated with her nerdiness. Right? Like, the poncho is a great example of that. Yeah. Right? She has no clue. She comes wearing this really gaudy, colorful Guadalajara poncho. 
which draws a, attention to her Latinidad and also to her nerdiness, nerdiness or cluelessness. Perhaps, but... Whereas the Latinidad here in Jane the Virgin no, is not... That's what I was getting to, the fact that um, in, in the majority of the rest of the characters uh, are also Latino, mm-hmm. Latina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she just has to navigate amongst them. Yeah. So... <laughs> It was a bad TV, is the question, right? And I think that it's self-reflexive enough that it isn't bad TV. What do you mean? Well, being that it parodies some of the tropes, if you will, of telenovelas rather than just borrowing from them indiscriminately. I think that's too sophisticated to just jump it to the category of bad television. Um, I also feel like it plays with the stereotypes that we're used to seeing in telenovelas and in um, Latino representations like what like what for example in a way that I think is self-aware enough and obvious enough that like I said it's more in the realm of parody than um, than simply just like a copy of what we've already seen now the part where I'm conflicted is like so Jane is the dark lady stereotype. What's the dark lady stereotype? It's a somebody who's a Latina who's um virginal and mysterious and appealing to the Anglo hero for this reason. And this is where What are, what are you doing? This is where I'm the most conflicted. Let me just read something to you. What are you reading? This is something um, by Charles Ramirez Burke. Oh, this is getting deep now. <laughs> this is the dis- his description of the this dark lady. This is getting educational. Just this shut up for a minute. Academic. <laughs> the, the female Latin lover is virginal, inscrutable, aristocratic, and erotically appealing precisely because of these characteristics. Her cool distance is what makes her fascinating to Anglo males. In comparison with the Anglo woman, she is circumspect and aloof, where her Anglo sister is direct and forthright. Reserved, where the Anglo female is boisterous, opaque, where the Anglo woman is transparent. So, the thing is, like, she's supposed to be kind of the stark opposite of the other white women who are around her and we kind of get that kind of a comparison between jane and petra right petra you know who's Raphael's? who's Raphael's a soon-to-be soon-to-be ex-wife ex-wife yeah now the who's uh exceptionally white because she's actually we find out she's ukrainian which is pretty much the definition of caucasian I guess you could say that. Isn't the Caucasus? The Caucasus run right through the Ukraine. <laughs> so 
<laughs> if you're going to be white, you're going to be from Ukraine. But in but within the U.S. context, she's still kind of an other. Um, the other thing that you pointed out. That's true. That's really got me kind of thinking is in the tradition of Latinos in Hollywood film, Anglo-Latino couples don't work out. The point is always really for Anglos to go back to Anglos, basically. And we have that dynamic. That definitely happens in in, uh, Ugly Betty, the U.S. version of Ugly Betty. Mm -hmm. And we have an interesting play with that because, like, I think we all secretly want um, Jane to get with Rafael. To leave Michael and get with Rafael. Oh, of course, yeah. They're setting us up for that. They Well, they set us up for that quite a bit. And, you know, everybody wants to see both of the parents together, right? I mean, Jane even wants to see both of the parents together. She complains about that, that she didn't have that in her life. Mm-hmm. And she wanted, she wants both parents to be in the life of her child. Mm-hmm. So there's a way in which we kind of have this we're compelled to see them get together and create this kind of neat nuclear family unit. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that that would be the Latinos getting together. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, we've also witnessed Michael and Petra teaming up up until this point. Where, right? He, and that's why she gets pissed at him, actually. Mm-hmm. Because he has been keeping her secrets. Mm-hmm. The other thing, I mean, I originally was thinking a little bit academic about this, too, as far as the stories. I mean, I don't think it's bad TV if it's derivative of something, because earlier I was talking about um, Joseph Campbell and the hero with the thousand faces. And I think you actually mentioned, like, it's, you know, yes, they're basically the same stories over and over again. But it's the retelling of those stories and the nuances and how you apply them to to um, present day life that really make it interesting. So, no, I mean, to get back to it. So what you're saying is it's not bad TV, even though it does tend to play into stereotypes. But I, I think that instead of playing into stereotype, it plays with stereotype. Well, how does it mutate it that that uh, expectation of getting together with, you know, homogenous, you know, homogenous, I guess, ethnicity uh, or nuclear families? Does it play with that? In the fact that they're going back and forth between who's going to be the parent or joint custody, that type of thing. I mean, I suppose you could argue that's a way to modernize this story. In that these days and age, you know, you have these stories where you could have a baby from a sperm donor you don't know, and they could come back years later, and everybody could be okay with um, having um, new parents. You know, you have adoptive parents, you have baby carriers, you know, and sometimes that's just the way how you define your family. Uh, if this story was told a hundred years earlier. 200 years earlier, 2,000 years earlier. I'm kind of rambling now. In any case, I do not think it's bad TV. 
I don't think it's bad TV either. And actually, it's won some awards. Has it? Yeah. Look it up on Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we don't know how many seasons. It's currently on the CW. We will not feature it as bad television. Oh, and so... Not yet, at least. We, in, in our discussions previously of whether or not this was bad TV, we decided that if we weren't groaning and eye-rolling sufficiently while watching the show, that it couldn't qualify as bad TV. We can only feature it as bad TV or consider it as bad TV if we're like pained by watching it and actually kind of like, oh, they went there. Oh, that again. Oh my God, this is so bad. And there you have it. Thank you for listening to The Bad Television Show, where the only thing better than good TV is a show about bad TV.